0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, HaDemaris, CPA with ParMelis & Associates. Do you offer health insurance at your business? Maybe you're thinking about offering health insurance? Well, then this episode is for you. I was talking to a client earlier today, actually, that has been handling his health insurance deductions in a way that could lead to some trouble down the road. Not super uncommon the way he's doing it, but it was shocking to hear that he was actually doing it not the correct way. I figure I'd share this with you all as maybe a word of caution, and maybe you were doing this as well. Before we get into that, I want to have a quick word from our partners who make business by the numbers possible. For over 30 years, NapaTrax has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Visit them online at NapaTrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. It's time to hire a superstar for your business. What a grind you have in front of you. Great news, you don't have to go at it alone. Introducing Promotive, a full-service staffing solution for your shop. Let them do the heavy lifting and enlist your hiring partner at gopromotive.com. Health insurance is expensive. There is no way around it. There is no denying it. And every single year, it gets more and more expensive. There are alternatives out there, less and less, as we'll talk about a little bit later, but there's health sharing ministries and another other co-ops and stuff like that. But generally, you get what you pay for about 99.9% of the time. You get cheap health insurance, you get something that the premiums are less. Hey, there's no free lunch. These are not charities, and they're there to make money. If you're going to be paying less, you and your team are going to be receiving less benefits in return. Not to get political on this, but Obamacare, and what's still lasting on today, a lot of the stuff that we see, really changed the entire landscape of this. This is not a shot at Obama. This is not a shot at Democrats on it. It's just call a spade a spade. Obamacare, while the intentions might have been good, the end result really kind of crippled small business group healthcare coverage as we know it, and has continued to make it more and more expensive over the years. But what you might not know is exactly why this happened. If you ask, and Obama's talked about this in a couple of speeches and stuff like that, the whole reason why it stunk so bad is because he said it kind of got neutered in Congress. There was aspects of it that didn't pass, and that's the reason it kind of messed up. Some of that is true, but the other aspect of this is we're still dealing with insurance companies. Insurance companies, pharmaceutical companies, do they care about making sure people are healthy, or are they trying to make money? they come out. Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, these are for-profit companies. They have a dedication to their shareholders and to their owners to make money. If they are going to have more expensive, then you're going to be the one paying for it. Just like your business. If all of a sudden your rent went up 10 times, are you going to probably have to raise your prices to your customers? Yeah. Unless you're willing to lose money or make substantially less. And this is more or less exactly what happened. The reshaping of Obamacare and the forcing of people to go on to health insurance, I think, at first, was an opportunity for insurance companies. They said, hey, doesn't have to get health insurance right now, so we need to be competitive. We need to entice them of, hey, this is a good financial move. We know how much you spend on health insurance. And at that time, I was much younger. And they said, hey, you know what? For $200 a month, we can get you health insurance. Even you, you're not being older and having prescription medications or having a lot of routine doctor's visits, hey, this is probably still a good move for you. Now, flash forward to when Obamacare came in and specifically the health insurance mandate, where you were actually being penalized if you did not have health insurance. When these insurance companies got wind of this, they said, hey, we still gotta be somewhat competitive to each other, but we don't really need to be competitive to this market because our customers are now forced to do business with us in some certain ways. And so what we saw is the people that needed health insurance and the people that got their money's worth still had health insurance and were probably paying more for it than they did in the past. While that was frustrating for them, it was still a good move because maybe they're diabetic. Maybe they have a serious long-term health issue that they're like, I'm paying $1,000 a month, but my medication alone costs about four times this. This is still a good deal. What we saw is the younger generation, the healthier people, the people below the age of 30 that didn't have a lot of these costs, were looking at a $600, $800 health insurance premium on a monthly basis. And we're saying, why the heck am I going to have health insurance? And especially if you kind of get into the nitty gritty details of one of the easiest things to get discharged is hospital bills and doctor's bills and stuff like that. So what a lot of people said is, you know what, I'm just going to drop it. I'm going to pocket this money on a monthly basis. I'll take my chances. And if I really get sick or really get hurt, I'm just going to tell the hospital I'm not going to pay for it. They have to give me coverage. And that's more or less exactly what happened is group healthcare coverage. The whole idea is, hey, we have a bunch of different people. Some are going to use a ton. Some are not going to use it very much. But to kind of have that mixture, it allows us to not charge the very expensive customers a ton because we have some of these healthier people that don't use all of this stuff, and it kind of goes down to bring everyone's costs down. Now, once the younger, healthier people started leaving this, what these insurance companies realized is, hey, we're having an aging and continually aging group under our health insurance, and all of these people are using this, and all of these people are using this a good bit. So in turn, they had to raise their prices. And every time that they were raising their prices, continuation of these younger, healthier people dropping off until some of these polls were exclusively people that were using all of their benefits and some. And that is exactly what leads us to today is I'm not going to say that this is caused by Obamacare, right? This is not really the fault of anything that they did purposefully, I think, but it has to be mentioned because that was a monstrous tipping point in this industry. I've been doing this for 15 years now or so, And what I would tell people, and I tell people this a lot, is when I first started doing this, I would say the majority of our shops offered health insurance. And really the majority of those that offered health insurance were paying for the entire amount. Back about, what, eight years ago or so when Obamacare was unveiled, that instantly kind of knocked it out for a lot of people. And there's been a resurgence in the last three or four years as the labor markets got more competitive and shops have kind of revamped some different benefits packages. But I would say at the peak of this, majority of my clients, probably 80% were not offering health insurance because they just couldn't afford it or couldn't do it in a way that made sense for them and their employees, which stinks because a lot of people, and even to this day, I have a handful of shops every single year that just cry uncle. I'd love to offer this to my guys. I just can't afford it. It is just cost prohibitive for me to give health insurance. And that really just stinks because everyone listening to this probably either has experienced this themselves, has another shop that they know about, or maybe even have a family member that has done this. Health insurance is a major issue for some of your employees. And there are people right now that are probably in the midst of losing a key member because they're going to get another job that offers better health insurance. Imagine if you have a sick kid that has CF or something like that. You're going to have to go and you're going to have to get some pretty stellar health insurance or else you're going to have monstrous out-of-pocket cost. Being uninsured or having some of these cut rate insurances that some of the small business offer is just a non-starter and it really stinks to lose someone just because of benefits. But hey, sometimes they have absolutely no choice. Another thing is people are surprised by too is some people are also shocked And unlike what you might imagine, that offering group health insurance might actually cost more than what your employees are getting it from the exchange. If you look up a comparative plan for someone that's under a group plan versus someone that goes out and buys it individually, generally the group plan is going to be more expensive than the individual. It's more expensive than they can go to the exchange and buy this. What is the exchange, you might ask? And I'm not going to spend a ton of time educating you on the ins and outs of Obamacare, But one of the bright spots that did come out of Obamacare is in the past, there wasn't really a official manner that you could go and get health insurance coverage outside of your employer. With the advent of Obamacare, they came up with the exchange, well, a couple of years after they should have, that allowed individuals just like you to go out and get your own health insurance. Did not have to go through your employer. You could go directly to the exchange as long as your employer did not offer health insurance. And that is a very key point here. If your employer does not offer health insurance, you can buy from the exchange. If your employer is offering health insurance, even if it's really crappy, you have to take that. They say, hey, this is for people that have no other option. If your is gonna give it to you, you gotta take that. Keep that in mind, because that will be very important a little bit later here. Again, not to bury the lead here, but I felt like it was a little bit Important to have some context. Let's get back to my client and the issue that came up and the whole reason why I said, ooh, that could be a good episode. I was taking a look at my client's payroll, or actually one of my team members was, and we were taking a look at some contributions that they were doing on payroll. Long story short, essentially what they were doing is they had looked into health insurance for their team. And my client is doing better, business is doing really well, and he can obviously afford this, even at very high cost. But he took a look at this and said, all right, let's go down through and let's take a look at the cost. Let me go talk to my team, see how many people we cover. His plan was he was going to cover all the health insurance for everyone there. Smaller business, but it's a really noble thing to do. And obviously he has the money to do. Now, he's a pretty slick guy. He went down through this and said, hey, Greg, come take a look at this. Jessica, here's your prices. Amy, here's what it's going to look like for you. And what he realized is he goes, wait a second this is more expensive than my employees are paying. Jessica was paying $600 for her family plan. If we put on a group plan, it's going to cost me $1,300 to do this, over double. And he, just like we talked about before, realized the hard truth that, yeah, group coverage is generally more expensive than what they're getting individually. Being the slick thinker that he is, he said, hmm, well, I'm going to be paying for this anyways. Why would I waste this money pay twice to get the same amount of benefits when I could just reimburse my employees directly for their health insurance. Health insurance is a pre-tax benefit. I can give them this money pre-tax instead of me paying $1,300 for Jessica. I'm just going to give Jessica $600. And he was actually giving it to her on a check, just like a pre-tax benefit. This is not taxable. We've talked about this before for auto expense and stuff like this. Reimbursements are not taxable expenses. Well, why would it be doing this episode if it was. No, it's wrong. We cannot do that. You used to actually be able to do this. Before Obamacare, you could have a group plan. Everyone could have individuals. As long as it was health insurance, it was still a pre-tax deduction. NapaTrax has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the industry's best, most comprehensive SMS. It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you need to run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice, and having a local representation is a huge plus. Customizing tracks to your business, whether you're a one-person shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company, our representative consults with you to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. And unlike the other guys, we'll be there for you after installation with the best training and support in the business with a learning management system tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Tracks was designed and built for shop owners just like you. This is on the web at napatrax.com. That's n-a-p-a-t-r-a-c-s.com. Are you tired of spending endless hours searching for the perfect talent to join your team? Promotive is your full-service automotive staffing solution. At Promotive, we believe in being more than just a recruiting agency. We become an extension of your team, working tirelessly to ensure we place the right talent with the right shops. With our always-be-recruiting mindset, we're constantly seeking out the best professionals in the industry. We manage 90-95% to of the recruiting process, taking the burden off your shoulders. When you partner with Promotive, you gain a dedicated recruiter and account manager who will work closely with you, understanding your unique requirements, and seeking out candidates who fit seamlessly into your shop's culture. We'll ensure that every candidate we present is thoroughly vetted and aligned with your needs. With Promotive, you'll have a peace of mind knowing that we're handling the recruitment process with expertise and precision. We don't just match resumes, we match character, culture, and long-term success. Visit our website at gopromotive.com today and experience the power of Promotive's expertise and dedication. Together, we'll build a stronger and more successful team. Now, where did he go wrong here? And what could you do if maybe you're doing this? And I have to mention this, that we're talking about official. I need to give you the IRS rules just like a gift my client. Everyone knows about the gray areas. Everyone knows about the shop down the street. This is not something that if you are doing right now, I'm sending off the alarm bells. I'm saying, oh, you're going to jail. The IRS is going to come audit you. Realistically, I'll be honest, it would be very hard for anyone to ever figure out if you are doing this. Because the IRS doesn't generally look at paychecks like that. It's not something they would look into for an income tax audit. Really, the only person that would be able to see this is probably someone doing a payroll audit, but those are extremely, extremely rare. Again, not condoning this, we are not advocating anyone to break any laws here, but I want to let you know where you stand. You make your own choices. You run your business. I don't. My job is just educate you so you're making an educated decision. After that little uh, disclaimer there, let's get back to the real rules here cannot just reimburse employee. I cannot just write checks to them. I cannot just write checks to the insurance company. But why? What are the official rules according to health insurance? Because maybe there's some other ones that you might be missing out on too. Rule number one, it has to be a group plan. This is very clear. And this is really the rule that knocks most people out right off the bat. No, you cannot go out and get your own health insurance from the exchange and me to treat it just like it was a group plan and have it be a pre-tax benefit. No, I cannot go out and sign all my employees up on individual plans, but I'm still going to be the one paying the bill on it. Again, how is he, anyone ever going to figure this out? Not going to talk about that, but you cannot do it. If it is not a group plan in the business name, not technically eligible to be a pre-tax deduction. Like I said, that's the first one. That is the biggest one, and that is the most common one that people are probably running afoul of. Now, two other ones I have on here, which are not the end-all be-all. There is 8,000 different rules on there. These are the most common ones that I think are the most commonly missed or the most commonly not even known about. Rule number two, and this is somewhat less of an issue nowadays, but it has to have a minimum level of coverage. And this is talking about when this first came out, that there were these companies that popped up that offered, again, it's terrible to do on a podcast, I'm doing air quotes here, but quote unquote insurance. It didn't cover anything. It was very, very cheap to avoid the penalties. The penalties for not having health insurance are gone. So mostly this rule is too. There's still some health sharing ministries out there. There's still some other ones out there. Again, like I talked about, do your own research. Your results may vary. Maybe it makes sense for you for what you're trying to do on it. Generally, just like your business, just like any business out there, good, fast, and cheap, you can pick two, get what you pay for. You pay really little. How would you expect them to pay you a ton back? Let's just be a little bit cognizant of that. Last one on here, though, and again, something that people run afoul of, sometimes on purpose, sometimes by accident, is benefits, all benefits, health insurance is not alone in this, but we're talking about health insurance today, cannot be discriminatory. What does that mean, Hunt? Well, benefits can be a wide array of things. And the IRS is actually very loose on fringe benefits. But one of the things that they are extremely strict on is, hey, you might be able to go out and set up a gym membership as long as you offer it to your entire team. You might be able to reimburse for daycare as long as you do it for your entire team. You might be able to reimburse for tuition as long as you do it for your entire team. The biggest thing that the IRS does not want to see is... Top heavy benefits where they're only going to the highly paid people or picking and choosing. Hey, I got three A technicians, all the same job, all the same qualifications. One of them gets health insurance. I don't offer to the other two. That is not allowed. Same job, same qualifications, same benefits. Now, this does get a little bit trickier. Not all techs are created equal. If a tech just started, there's plenty of rules about waiting for them to have a vesting period. Also, there's different classes of people. A manager that has been there for 10 years, has hiring a firing authority, is not treated the same as your general service technician. But If you have someone where you look at them and they make the same amount, they've been there for a similar amount of time, you should be offering the same thing. You pay for Greg's entire family, not just his single coverage. You pay for the wife and the three kids. If Steve has started at the same time, gets paid the same amount, you can't just offer him single coverage and make him pay for his own family. Again, it happens. There's intricacies to this, but you're supposed to be doing it on a uniform manner. Afraid that you're not doing it correctly? Talk to your health insurance advisor. They're the ones that are actually supposed to be looking at this to make sure you're not doing this stuff. Realistically, generally, they don't care. As long as their check is clearing, they don't really care what you're doing. But if you're nervous about this, just double check with them. It is very easy to figure out. And also, if you're wondering, hey, am I running afoul of this discriminatory practice? you probably are. It is actually pretty strict when you read the rules on it. So if you think you're doing something wrong, I always err on the side of caution, especially when it has to do with benefits for your team. You might be thinking to yourself, well, Hunt, I don't have a group coverage. Everyone has their own or we all have individual plans. And you told me before about your client that could be in big trouble, but then you said maybe not because whoever's going to find out. Either way, you know what? I want to do this by the book. I don't want to mess around with this. I just want to make sure I'm doing it right. What do I do here? The biggest thing that we got to think about is giving money to our team or giving money for health insurance. And there is one big difference here between a personal plan and a business plan. Personally, if you go and have health insurance, it is not a tax deduction. You don't get to deduct it on your personal taxes, nothing. You're paying this with with post-tax dollars. Say your monthly premium is $700 a month. You got to make roughly a thousand bucks to pay taxes, pay payroll taxes, and clear it to turn around and pay Blue Cross Blue Shield, $700. On the other side of things, if you have a business plan and it is a qualified benefit for your team, whether you're paying it for the employees or they're contributing all or some of it through their paycheck, that is a pre-tax benefit. Meaning if your premium is $700 a month, it's going to cost you $700. That's it. This is one of the big reasons why group plans are generally more expensive than personal because people know you're going to factor the tax savings in. And I'm going to talk about this in a second here about how you would kind of compare these two. But think about it. If one of them costs $700 and it's post-tax and one of them costs $700 and it's pre-tax, that is a no brainer. But depending on how much money you make, there's going to be a crossover point. Hey, this one costs $600 post-tax. This one costs $800 pre-tax. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, hey, that's 20%, 30% difference. There's no way that it could make sense. Well, let's say that your tax rate is 25%, meaning if you pay $800 for something, it's really only going to cost you $600 after you get that tax benefit. Those are actually the same cost once you factor in the tax savings here. Now, if you want to give your team money, if they're not on official group coverage, you don't want to get into gray areas, you don't want to run afoul of anything, the only way to give them money to pay for their health insurance is to give them a bonus. So if you're saying, hey, you know what? You're going to go and get your health insurance on your own. I want to make sure you have enough money to clear that. And it's $700 a month, you're going to have to give that person a $1,000 bonus every single month to pay for their health insurance. Now, there's one more big thing here. There cannot be any hooks or any restrictions on that money. You are not allowed to say, hey, I will give you $1,000 a month if you use this for health insurance, or I'm gonna give this to you, but you gotta prove to me that you're paying for it. Even just on that line item. Maybe you're doing this correctly right now and you are giving them taxable pay to do this. Do not have anything on that pay line about health insurance. Health insurance stipend, health insurance allowance. It cannot say anything like this. We more or less have to give them $1,000. Hopefully, they use that for health insurance, but really, that is up to them. That's the only way to do this. If you want to hear the black and white, between the lines answer, the only way to pay for health insurance, if it's outside of a group plan, is to just strictly pay your employees more money and have them go and get it on their own. A lot of my clients do this. A lot of my clients position themselves in the market accordingly. Hey, you know what? We'll be honest, guys. We don't offer health insurance. We don't do that. But I'll tell you what, I make sure that you make enough money. You deal with that on your own. Going right around here is around 30 bucks an hour flat rate. We pay 36 bucks an hour because we don't do health insurance. Yeah, we are not going to pay for that benefit, but you're going to get 15, 20% more than the shop down the street so you can happily go and get your own because now that there is an exchange, there is an easy option for them to do so. The exchange, like I said, generally can get some pretty affordable plans, especially for your employees that don't make that much money. Your general service guy, you got a part-time person, admin person, shop porter. Exchange is going to be very cheap because there is a sliding scale based on how much money you make. That kind of gets a little bit complicated. If you're wondering, go to the exchange website. They have a calculator on there. But essentially, if you make like 20 grand a year, you're getting free health insurance on it. You make 120 grand, you're paying full sticker somewhere in the middle. You get the idea. Now, one of the big things here that you might be thinking is well, hey, I'll go out and get a group plan. You know what? I just can't pay for the entire amount. Maybe I'm only going to pay for a hundred bucks or whatever it is. You need to make sure that it still makes sense for your employee. Even after the pre- and post-tax conversations, it needs to make financial sense. The whole reason you're trying to do this is give them a benefit. The last thing you want to do is give them a disservice. Because remember what I said before, you're allowed to go to the exchange if your employer does not offer health insurance. Soon as you start offering health insurance to your team, they're no longer eligible to go to the exchange in most situations. You need to make sure that when you do this, that you are subsidizing this enough that you are not actually costing your team money. What I mean by that is this. Let's say you go out there and you're saying, all right, your group coverage is going to be a $1,000 a month. But good news for you guys are going to pay for half of your coverage. That's going to lower your cost to 500 bucks. Now, if that employee is paying only $300 on the exchange, he might not be too happy with you. Now, let's say that employee is paying 400 or 450 bucks. might have to do a little educational lesson of, hey, I get that you think that this costs you more, but because it's a pre-tax deduction, it's actually going to save you money. Again, do your research on this. Make sure that you can commit to this. Make sure that you are not doing your team a disservice because that would be the worst part about this. Trying to do something noble, trying to do something to help out and really kind of screwing them is obviously something that everyone wants to avoid. Another thing here to keep in mind is, hey, Are you going to be able to commit to do this? There's no reason to go out and set up health insurance just to realize next year you can't afford it and cancel it and have an entire chaos and and kind of mayhem ensue there. I would say for our health insurance, for my company, I would say virtually all of my employees are on our health insurance. A couple of years ago, I started paying for an entire amount for health insurance. Magically, most people ended up taking the health insurance coverage once it became free, but happy to do it. Like I said, I think it's an awesome benefit and happy that we're in a position that we can do that. But every single year, our costs probably go up on average 12%. I think this year it went up about 10% or so. A year before that, it went up about 20%. COVID was really weird on it because it kind of stayed the same for one year and then went up massive in 2021. But depending on who you talk to, average increase for health insurance costs over the last five, six years has averaged around... 10 to 15%. Really depends on age, demographics, and stuff like that. But do your research on this, compare, talk to shops in your area, get a couple quotes, and just do your research on this. Big thing here, though, is health insurance is very, very, very state specific and even more specific than that sometimes. Don't ask your friend that's in Colorado, if you're in Maine, on what kind of health insurance they recommend. Really has to be someone in your state. Talk to your local business owner friends, see who they like, see who they use. And I I cannot stress more, make sure that your insurance agent is good. We use a company locally here in Maryland called Blue Harbor Benefits. Anyone looking for health insurance, recommend reaching out to them. They are awesome. And our agent there takes care of all of this stuff for us. Health insurance is extremely, extremely, extremely confusing, especially if you're a company like ours, employees in six different states on this. We have some people that have Medicare, spouses that have Medicare. It is too much for you to try to do on your, and you're going to be beating your head against a wall if you're dealing with some moron that can't kind of help you out here because none of this stuff makes sense. Two other things though that I wanted to kind of put in here just as a little bit, something to think about is maybe you are just thinking of what we were just going through before and saying, man, this health insurance is really getting too expensive. I might just have to give it up. Have you thought about some other options here? Two most common things to reduce your health insurance costs without messing with your team and the overall benefits, is switching to a high deductible health plan and looking at possibly getting a PEO. What is a high deductible health plan? Pretty self-explanatory there. It's a health insurance plan that has a high deductible. But essentially what that is, let's say that you have a health insurance that has a very low deductible. No deductible, 200 bucks. You're obviously gonna be paying a higher monthly premium because you don't have virtually any out-of-pocket costs. Makes a lot of sense for people that are going to use that and some in a lot of different situations. Generally, we don't see much of these plans for small businesses because if you have a no deductible or very low deductible health plans, those premiums can be eye-watering expensive. Now, if you are on one of those plans and you don't have any sort of deductible and it's not HSA eligible, take a look at doing an HSA and a high deductible health plan for your team. That's actually exactly what we do for our team is all of our employees are on a high deductible health plan, which stinks in one aspect because they have a deductible on there. But to offset that, we fund their HSA every single month. So essentially, we are funding their deductible every single year. Even though they're on a high deductible health plan, the money that we're putting into their HSA can completely tax-free, deduction for us as a business, it offsets that deductible whatsoever. Even though a family one might have a $3,000 deductible, who cares if we're going to put $3,000 in your HSA? Yeah, you're paying for it, but not really paying for it with your money. Another thing about having an HSA-eligible plan is not only are you as the employer able to put money into the HSA... More or less as much as you want to. Again, as long as you're not being discriminatory here, it's also a way for them to put money away for health insurance cost as well too. HSA is a great tax deduction. You are getting a dollar for, or you're getting a deduction for the HSA contribution to be used for a wide number of things. Maybe you don't need that health money now. Maybe you don't need it next year. Everyone's going to need it at some point. We're all getting older. Healthcare is getting more expensive. And also, go out there and take a look at things you can use an HSA for. Hey, get a doctor note, to say you have a bad back and a hot tub will fix it, you can actually buy a hot tub, spa, sauna, a lot of different things with an HSA. Also, a ton of over-the-counter medication, among other things. If you're looking at reducing your monthly cost, check with your insurance and say, hey, does it make sense for maybe for us to step up in a deductible here to lower down that premium, especially if you have pretty healthy or younger team members that don't generally use it that much. Another option here, and kind of the last thing we're going to get into before we wrap this up, is getting a PEO. PEO is essentially an employee leasing company. Some of you already use those, maybe didn't think about using them for benefits. A lot of people use a outsourced payroll company or employee leasing company to take the liability off of them. Because let's say I have a shop that has eight employees, they're on my payroll. If something happens, I could get sued because these are my employees. Discriminatory, I didn't pay them correctly, I messed up the overtime, it is all on me. Mess with their taxes, it is all on me. So some people that have gotten in hot water in the past on this stuff say, you know what, I'm never messing with this again. I'm going to go to an employee leasing company. Technically, these are not my employees. Something happens, have a lawsuit, to a certain degree, you can't be completely negligent on this. That's not the PEO company's problems because those are their employees. I pay the employee leasing company, they pay my employees that leaves me out of the middle. That obviously comes at a cost. And a lot of people look at PEOs and say, man, this doesn't make any sense for me because with the administrative costs that I'm paying here, I'm just increasing my payroll cost. Now, some of them are fairly affordable and people are saying, you know what? It's cheap insurance and never have to deal with some of this liability down the road. But one thing that I've seen, especially for my larger businesses, and especially for the multi-shop organizations out there, especially if you're multi-state, and I shouldn't have said especially eight different times, but I kept on thinking of other stuff there. Out-of-state payroll gets really complicated. We've got three, shops in Georgia, one in South Carolina, it kind of gets your payroll a lot trickier than when you just had that one shop in Georgia. But also just like this before, hey, even if you have a team of 40 on your health insurance plan, in the grand scheme of things, that is still a very small group. What some people have realized is, hey, you know what? Maybe my costs are going to go up 10% if I go to a PEO. But PEO, how many different employees do they have? They don't just have your employees. They have other customers as well. Now you're a group of a couple thousand different employees. And what a lot of my clients have figured out is, hey, I'm spending an extra 10 or 15% on payroll, but I'm saving about 20 or 25% on my benefits. This is actually saving me money by going to a PEO. I don't have a recommendation on PEO companies. Do your own research. Again, not all of them operate in every single state. But if you are looking at maybe just getting rid of health insurance, I wanted to give you the idea on the high deductible and HSA stuff and PEO to see if there's other options out there. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Just thought I would share and hopefully can get you to keep that benefit because you know your team appreciates it. And I know that you would love to keep it if it makes financial sense. The world of health insurance is ever changing, but some things remain the same. And like I said before, it seems like every year the costs go up and the coverages go down. Also, it's virtually impossible to review the true coverage of a plan until you get it. Between coinsurance, in-network, out-of-network, out-of-pocket cost, among others, be very careful about making a switch solely on cost. You're doing this to take care of your team. The last thing that you want to be doing is spending all your money and doing a disservice to them or putting yourself into a precarious position with the IRS. As always... Please share with friends, fellow shop owners, fellow small business owners. This one is all about self-employed people and offering benefits. This is not exclusively for shops. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, please shoot me an email at podcast at parmelis.com. Thanks again for listening on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find all shows on aftermarketradionetwork.com and on your favorite podcast listing app. Just want to say thanks again for joining me on Business by the Numbers. Stay safe out there and I will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.